0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Oh, you're just going to have to wait, Nat Sound, because I have to send out a quick text message. Hold on a second, I'll probably be home late, but wait for Mr. Robot. Oh, Nat Sound. Welcome to Nat Nightly. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line, along with the S-Mobile Doghouse after the National 4 uh-huh. 3 American Mets went to extras. They rallied in the ninth, but dropped a 4-3 decision in the end. 86-59 and 59 after the loss. Rubber match tomorrow, but it was not a good night for closers tonight, Dave. Juris Familia, who had saved uh, 48 of 51 coming in, takes them out with a three-run lead in the ninth, gives up a single by Daniel Murphy. Jose Reyes makes an error on a Bryce Harper grounder to third. Anthony Randon and Wilson Ramos follow with singles to bring Murphy and uh, Harper in, tie it up at three. Then things go all AD for the Nats. Ryan Zimmerman lines out. Runners on first and second. Clint Robinson lines to second. Looks like Wilmer Depot couldn't tell whether or not Estrubal uh, Cabrera caught the ball there at second. Or TJ Rivera, I'm sorry. Uh, Defoe gets doubled up there to end the threat. Mark Melanson comes on in a non-save situation, so not a closer when he blows this one, but um, T.J. Rivera takes him deep to left for his first Major League home run, puts the Mets back up on top, 4-3. to three. They end up winning it in spite of the Nets threatening again in the bottom of the 10th. Uh, Jason Wirth singled with one down, or two down, I'm sorry. Daniel Murphy went down swinging. Really nice uh, Jerry Blevins work there to finish him off and get the final out of the game. The Mets hold on, keep hope alive for them. Rubber match tomorrow, as I said, but uh, tense finish here. A good baseball game altogether. Some good pitching in the start, and some excitement towards the end, there.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, Those last couple of innings uh, certainly provided an amount of excitement. Uh, uh, it was nice for Jose Reyes to, to keep the Nats in it. Completely lackadaisical in that throw to first. Um, a couple of couple of clutch base hits, if if indeed clutch would exist. Doesn't um, exist. Exactly that, that play from Defoe. Uh, awful lot of people on the social uh, uh, social media is given him a hard time. But uh, even even watching it from the luxury of, of, of my uh, my office here um, at Fieldview, you just can't tell if that ball was hit on the ground or if it was caught. It's just that's a really tough play for him, and I know it's in front of him. Um, I know was a rookie, I know he was inserted for, for running, but um, that's just a, a tough play for a human being to tell whether the ball was trapped or not. And as we know, that's a fourth play. So if it was a grounder, he's got to get down there to try to do what he can to break up the inning, inning double play as it was. You know, you got duped because Rivera went to second with the throw anyway to start with. So mm-hmm. adding more subterfuge to the play of whether it was trapped or caught. So... Um, you know, I'm not going to fall too heavy on that. Yeah, it's a two plan, but um, you know, on the on the grand scheme of things, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to look past it a little bit. Um, and Melanson, you know, he hadn't given up a home run um, since giving one up to Daniel Murphy. It's really hard to give up a home run to your teammate, but um, but this was back like in May or June or whatever the hell it was. So um, you know, sometimes you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. And, uh, and, and Rivera just jumped up and, and smacked one out on him. And and, and that stuff, in quotes or, or asterisks or however you want to put it, because you know what I'm trying to say, that stuff happens um, on occasion even to the best of them. I, I'm pretty sure Mariano Rivera gave up a home run every once in a while. So, um, yeah, you know, they talked this one up. Uh, it, it was it was a fun, interesting ball game, lots of stuff going on there at the end. And, um, you know, they just just the Nets end up on the wrong side of it tonight.
1: Yeah, 24 games, uh, 25 games, I should say, 23 and two-thirds innings pitched before he gave up that home run. I guess he was up to 24 innings without giving up one after he retired the first batter, but it happens on occasion. Nice for T.J. Rivera to get his first home run uh, in that situation. Bully for him. Really happy for you. Uh, Doghouse. your thoughts on the 9th uh, inning rally there what went wrong in the end and were you screaming at the television in the 10th when Jason Worth singled with 2 down and they didn't pinch run for him Dusty Baker didn't uh, talk about that in particular but he did say that he didn't know how long the game was going to go and he'd already burned a few players so I'm guessing that's why he didn't take Worth out but I kept on seeing Murphy hitting a double there and Worth not being able to make it around the bases in time to score but uh, what do you think about the rally in the ninth and the end of the game
0: there well, the, the, the rally was was fantastic. Uh, some somehow the rallies are even sweeter when it's a division rival doing stupid things that makes the rally happen. And uh, seeing seeing Reyes misplace that misplay that ball, and he had plenty of time to make that throw to first. Uh, it, it sailed past Harper in front of him, with the first baseman stretched out at full extension down the first baseline towards the plate. So he, he could have easily paused his set, and you know, an on-target throw gets him by two steps. Uh, there was there was just no excuse for that heinous miss there. Uh, and then when uh, Ramos hit that bouncer that that went up and deflected off of Familia's glove because he jumped at the wrong time, because apparently he's a he's a showboater. Uh, that was <laughs> that was just the proverbial icing on the gravy. That was uh that that was very satisfying. Of course the the broken bat line out from Zim is just like a poor guy. He just he cannot buy a hit. Well he did get a double uh, earlier in the game, so maybe maybe the the Babbitt gods are, are finally going to relent a little bit on him. But then the Robinson lining into the double play, oh what a gut punch. And and I, I agree with Dave's assessment there. Defoe just couldn't tell what was going on. Uh, I mean, you saw him sort of, he was in there purely to get out of the double play. I mean, that was his, his the run he represents meant nothing. Rendon uh, is, is the go ahead run there. So his whole job there was to get out of the double play. And so of course, he's going to go hard on anything hit. It was in the air. He should have held up a second. Uh, it was just, it, it was that, that was, he was stuck in no-man's land. It was sort of an impossible situation for him. As for the chance, um yeah, I was kind of thinking maybe MAT should have gone in there. Uh, you've got to figure if the game gets around a work spot in the order again, other things have gone wrong. So you, you might as well have a little bit better defense out there, um, uh, especially since if, if you need that seed in that one run and it's not Murphy putting one over the wall, you're going to need that extra defense out there. Um, I'm going to defer to Dusty on this because it seems like every time I question one of his plays, I'm the one who ends up being wrong, uh, especially since now it, it didn't make a difference because as it turns out, Murphy is now one for 11 against Jerry Blevins. Who knew that there was someone that Jerry Blevins could reliably get out? I never would have, uh, never would have suspected with after uh, his time here. But you know, as as they say in, in Soviet Nats town, uh, burger eats you. So, what can you do? <laughs> uh, according
1: to Washington Post writer Chelsea James, Defoe said he thought the ball was going to short Harper Vera, which is why he went so far off first. When you watched him, he actually took a step back towards first and then towards second just got himself completely hung up there. It's hard to blame him. Dusty Baker said the same thing as you, has So, that run didn't mean nothing yet didn't mean anything. He might have said nothing, but uh, <laughs> he said baseball not a great of course. He said nothing. <laughs> they were joking before the show about embracing A.J. Cole as the Nationals' fourth starter going into the postseason. I don't know how serious to were about that. Uh, 6 innings pitch, three hits, one earned run versus the Mets in Citi Field last time out, earned his first major league win, uh, five hits, four walks, eight Ks, and a loss to the Phillies the last time out before tonight. Facing the Mets again, uh, his off-speed stuff was really effective early. Two big Ks on Yoannis Cespedes had him looking bad there. Uh, lead-off double in the third scored two hours later on a single by T.J. Rivera, who was just a thorn in the side, the proverbial thorn in the side all night. Uh, six Ks in four innings. Cespedes uh, singled and scored on a Granderson triple in the fifth. Two to one. Back fly brought Grandy in. Three to one. That's all he gave up in terms of runs, nine hits, two walks, six Ks on the night, and five innings. Uh, Pitch count was kind of high, though. Uh, Where is he? I have to scan through so many names these days, 96 pitches in five innings, so he was out of there kind of early. But uh, Dusty Baker said he kept them in the game. That's really all he commented on Cole after the game because there's so much going on, but uh, a serviceable outing by Cole.
2: No, that's the point. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't particularly effective. It certainly wasn't pitch effective, but he kept him in the game. You know, he gave up three runs, and quite honestly, Granderson's ground ball doesn't go through Ryan Zimmerman at first base. He doesn't give up that money. I mean, that triple should have been a, a double play. You know, yeah. Zimmerman should, you know, he kind of ate him up there. Um, he tried to backhand it instead of getting in front of it, and I think he was thinking about going to second, and um, you know, so I think I think Cole's performance was even uh, was even more effective than the score would lead you to believe because I think that's a defensive play that that could have been made, maybe should have been made uh, if he wasn't holding the runner on it. It certainly would have been played, would have been made. So um, yeah, I mean AJ Cole kept him in the game. That's really all he's done uh, since they brought him up. And look, I'm not being an AJ Cole advocate here. Um, you know, I was I was pretty rough on him early on this season in his minor league uh, deal because he wasn't very good. Uh, but he has resurrected his season. He's come up here and been effective every time. I shouldn't say effective. He's been useful every time the Nats have given him the ball. And and, and honestly, you know, as, for the number of times that you're going to need a fourth starter um, in in your play, in the playoff in a playoff series, he, he's done just as, as good a job as any. We talked about it the other night. Reynaldo Lopez has, been, has had more spectacular appearances, but he's also completely flamed out several times. What you don't want to do is go out there and, and, and have a guy flame out an inning in two-thirds or two-and-a-third or whatever, and then have to completely construct a game out of your bullpen. So I think of, of the Nats now four candidates for that job, being Cole, Lopez, uh, Lucas, Giolito, and now, hey, Matt Leto throws his hat into the ring if he can get healthy. Uh, I think Cole is probably the most uh, consistent and reliable of those four options. Now, if you're looking for someone to do something spectacular, maybe you throw Reynaldo Lopez out there in hopes that he strikes out you know, 12 in, in seven innings. But um, I, I think Cole is probably the guy, if you're looking for someone, um, that could get the most reliable performance of what you can expect out of him.
1: Doghouse on the mound for the Mets. Noah Sindergaard came in four and one with a 1-3-8 ERA in his last five starts, uh, second lowest ERA in the majors on the year. 2.48, uh, ninth in Ks with 195. He reached uh, he got ten, so he reached way way over 200 tonight. But two and three, 3.02 ERA versus the Nets in his career versus the in his career. One and three, 4.15 ERA versus the Nationals this season. Uh, One run allowed in five innings tonight, RBI double by Ramos in the second, seven Ks, 74 pitches in five, 88 pitches after six, 99, 10 Ks in seven innings on the night, Uh, just limited the Nets. Uh, One run, one walk. Uh, Dusty Baker said that's the best he's seen Guard against the Nationals this season. Uh, Really strong outing by him when the Mets needed it badly. They got it from their de facto ace with uh, some of the other pitchers out of the rotation at this time. Really strong outing from him, though. He's impressive on the mound tonight. Yeah,
0: and I, I just want to tell you up front that in, in honor of former toller commentator and Hall of Famer Don Sutton, I'm going to call him Snyder Grad. So Snyder Grad had a great <laughs> outing tonight. I mean, he's a good pitcher. He, he's got that huge fastball. All his pitches are hot. You know, a slider at 95 is just unfair. You know, that's that's like you put the cheat code into your baseball video game to get that sort of pitch in there. Uh but it's what you're dealing with, and it's actually kind of surprising that Snyder, guard, Snyder grad doesn't get uh, this kind of outing more often. Um, although I guess this was, what, his fourth or fifth double-digit strikeout game of the year. So uh, he's a good pitcher. He was on tonight. And uh, the, the Nats were fortunate to scatter four hits against him and combine one of those with uh, with a walk and, and get a run out of it. I, I'm just a little upset that uh, – he pitched Turner so effectively, because I was looking forward to seeing him get get on and then immediately steal two bases. <laughs> Dave, you talked
1: about Zimmerman briefly, and I agree with your assessment, the way he backhanded that one. Uh, it looked like he was going to uh, throw to second, try to the play there, but didn't get it. Gives up a triple instead. Uh, Dusty Baker talked before the game about having him in the lineup, even though he's struggling. He said, I've got to play him enough to keep his confidence up and let him know that I have confidence in him. He also mentioned that he hears the whispers. I'm trying to find the quote specifically where he said that, but he, he said that basically Zim is a carrier. There are carriers and there are helpers in the game. The helper can help you for so long, but a carrier can carry you for a week to ten days. You've seen Zim do that. A couple of weeks would be all we need, especially at the right time. So. He's trying to stick with Zimmerman, trying to get him going. He said he hears the whispers of people wondering why he's still in the lineup, but he wants Zimmerman to get hot because he knows what he can mean and he can be a difference maker as opposed to some of the other guys who can give you adequate uh, at bats, adequate defense. But they need Zimmerman uh, doing what he does if he can still do it in this lineup. Uh, how long do you think they stick with him, though? If he can't, do you stick with him down the stretch?
2: Yeah, Ryan Zimmerman's the first baseman on this team. There's nothing they can do about it. Um, whether he's hitting, whether he's not hitting, if he's healthy, if he's physically able to perform, Ryan Zimmerman is the first baseman, and I think it's funny that you hear Dusty's comments about him today about he's a carrier and wants to keep his confidence high, um, but yet he's your, your number seven hitter, and you ask him to bunt in the in the, in the ninth, <laughs> ninth inning something he hasn't done uh, since 2006 or whatever the heck it was. So, um, so Dusty certainly. Um, has heard the footsteps. Um it, it's not it's not out of place to ask your number seven hitter to to, to sacrifice there in in the lead innings. However, um when it's Ryan Zimmerman it's certainly it's kind of shocking when he's asking him to, to sacrifice. But yeah, I don't see the Nats making a roster move to change. I think Ryan Zimmerman's first baseman for this team for better or for worse. Uh, they're on a ninety six pace win ninety six win pace with with them giving them a 220 batting average and a, you know, sub-300 on base percentage or whatever it is. So um, they've got this far. Um, I, I don't think there's anything they can do to change it. So um, if he gets hot, that's great. If he doesn't, hopefully he can play, you know, adequate defense and, you know, be the the gritty team leader that he's always been because, um you know, he he hasn't produced at this point. They've done pretty good. So just it would be nice if he got hot. It would be nice if he could hit, you know, three home runs in 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 six days during a playoff series. Uh, the likelihood of that, who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they're changing the roster at all to to mess around with, with Zimmerman not starting if he's if he's healthy.
1: 86 and 59 on the year after the loss. Tanner Roark versus uh, Gesselman tomorrow. 405 series finale in the nation's capital. Uh, Allow me to get out of here early, which is great. Thanks, Matt. Matt Knightley sponsored by centralbaseball.com. Talk to you guys after tomorrow night's nice
0: game. Go Ness.